Welcome to Confessions of a Wife, Mom, and Realtor, the raw podcast all about the messy, true lives of working moms in real estate. In this podcast, we talk about the hilarious mishaps and successes that are pretty much guaranteed when it comes to selling real estate while managing a family. I'm your host, Nicole Ward, the boots on the ground toddler mom who swears like a sailor and fails extravagantly, all while running my own real estate business. So grab a juice box and that basket of clean laundry that still needs folded because we're going to jump right in. All right, guys, thanks for tuning in this morning. I've got Jen Haddix with me right now or Haddix, 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 or should I call you Jen A as we were just talking about? I I'll, I'll answer to Janae today. That'll be who I Okay, Janae, <laughs> Jen, Janae. So, um, how are you? Are you having a good real estate day so far? Absolutely, and thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited. Uh, you know, it's been a great, great day in the business. We've been doing family things. We've been juggling our kids and managing all of our work, and also working on our relationships in the business world. So it's been know, pretty typical for a Thursday, I would say. I like Thursdays. I think Thursday is my favorite day of the week because I can still get a ton of work done. I know I have one more work day left and then, you know, the kids are home for the weekend. Thursdays are great. I like Thursdays. Friday Eve. We love Friday Friday Eve. This is usually our date night. So I'm forward to a date night tonight with my husband. So we, uh, we put all of our laptops away for one evening in the week and we, we spend time with each other. That's incredibly smart. So you said he's a realtor. So, you know, that actually brings up my first question. So tell me a little bit about what your life was like before you got into real estate and then tell me about why and how you got into real estate. Oh my goodness. So prior to becoming a real estate agent, I actually was doing marketing for a mortgage bank. Um, I spent all of my time in corporate America for 16 years as a marketing and brand strategist. So I did growth strategy for small businesses And in my recent or most recent role prior to going to the mortgage bank, I was traveling a lot. I spent four days a week, every week in another city. Wow. And um, that was incredibly difficult on my marriage. I was previously married and um, we decided ultimately that the travel was too much. So I came back to where I lived and I took a a more junior role, just kind of helping loan officers with their marketing. And I was having a lot of- stay local. Yes. Stay okay. local. I didn't have to travel at all. I just went into an office every day, worked banker's hours, which was incredible. I, I hadn't ever done that in all of my career. Um, and I met some really amazing dynamic personalities in real estate. Um, and you were one of them. And a couple other agents that I got to know as I was helping the loan officers build their business. And I ultimately decided that I thought maybe real estate agents had a better idea of what they should be doing for a career. I thought that real estate agents had the ability to make their own schedule. It appeared that they were having more fun than I was, even though I was having a lot of fun. Um, (laughs) And I just really loved the freedom and flexibility that appeared to come from that career. So I sat for my real estate exam and I passed the test and I went into the office and I said, hey, I'm a real estate agent now. And I was informed that it was a conflict of interest. (laughs) Oh, so you did it first. Yeah. And, and, actually, okay. And yeah, didn't tell it. anybody. Yeah. So like at this time though, were you still married to your, to your ex? I was not. So my ex and I had decided to call it quits, even though I had come back and, and left that high pressure corporate job 
We okay. still weren't able to resolve our differences. Okay. Um, and so I was a single woman at the time that I did this real estate. Exam. No kids yet. No kids. And I was just kind of working and going, I'd go home, I'd study for school and then uh, take my classes. And so I was kind of on this journey of finding out who I was. I was traveling a lot, um, traveling alone a lot, which was incredible mm -hmm. and spending time just trying to heal from my traumas and figure out who I really was and what I wanted. Um, and so I sat for the exam and I passed and I ended up leaving the bank and becoming a real estate agent. And okay. So, so side, was, side note here, where are some of the places that you've been when you were traveling? Oh my gosh. So, um, well, it's not exactly happy, but I, I went through some things personally. So I had my first miscarriage while I was still married and I lost my grandfather just a couple days later. And those things were very, very traumatic for me and for my husband. And at the same time, he lost his mother to cervical cancer. So between the two of us who had never really felt any loss at all, we just didn't know what to do. We were reeling. And it, it hit, hit you all at once. It did. And I was not maybe mature enough to handle the pain that I was going through personally from the miscarriage. So I let it come between us. And I, I ended up blowing up our life, basically. Um, so I was on this journey to figure out who I was while I was working at this mortgage bank. And so I went to um, Kill Double Hills in North Carolina, and I spent a week there. And, you know, I sat by the ocean and I learned to shuck oysters and I made some <laughs> friends. There was a moment where I was in Kerala watching the horses run on the beach. And I said, maybe I just won't go back. I mean, I really seriously considered just staying right where That's I was. That's near the Outer Banks, right? It is. Yeah, Very just, beautiful place. Very beautiful place. Amazing. These horses just live on the beaches. And I don't know why they were just incredible. It was, it brought tears to my eyes the first time I saw them. So <clears throat> what made you come back? Uh, you know, <laughs> my grandmother called and was like, are you coming home? And uh, so my grandmother lives with my parents now that my grandfather has passed. And so they have a blended family um, or what would we call it? A multi-generational home. Gotcha. And um, I just cannot leave until there's a time when I won't be able to stop by my mom's house and say hello to everybody. If you, uh, if you know what I mean. I do. I do. So that, that brought you back home. And at this point, were you licensed in real estate and you had left the bank or was this all happening at the same time? It was really? kind of all happening at the same time. So I think that trip was in August and then the following April is when I passed the exam. And it was just two weeks after that, that I left the bank and did my first week as a self-employed commission only real estate agent. And I had no idea what I was doing. No clue. Mm -hmm. It was interesting, right? There's uh, the mentor that I had said, you know, you're not going to know until you do the job. And um, the way that I am built, I just felt like I needed to know more. I wanted mm -hmm. to understand the why as well as the how, if that makes any sense. Um, so I think that I was a real pain in her butt while I was trying to, <laughs> I was trying to I learn mean, business. You both were right. I, th I, in my personal and professional opinion, you were both right. There's 
just some things, especially in an industry like this, where there's no, you know, I'm, I have a military background, so I have a step one, step two, step one, get the knife, put the knife in the peanut butter and step three, put the peanut butter on the bread. And like, that's how step-by-step my life was. So, you know, your mentor is absolutely right. There is, you just can't know things until you do them. And there's no manual for how to be a real estate agent, but on your end, which is very much my end is I want to know more than what I'm getting. And I need to figure out how I'm going to find more. And if I'm not going to get more here, I need to go somewhere where I'm going to get more. And it's, I think from what I remember, that's the phase you were going through. Yes, absolutely. So I I wanted to know more and I couldn't get access to it because I wasn't there yet in my career. So um, there was a lot of like, was it the chicken or was it the egg? Like, which came first and why do I do this? And um, I loved the journey. I was excited by it. And I had all the time in the world to devote to it. I was alone, right? Mm -hmm. I come home living in my single lady apartment, you know, and just like subsisting on knowledge and paperwork and the hustle and trying to reach out to people and learn how to do that in a way that doesn't feel smarmy because I don't identify with that. I feel like I've always been a marketer and I've never been a salesperson. Mm -hmm. And so it was really a, about the journey of learning to lead with authenticity and, and let the business come. And, you know, that's really easy to say in retrospect five years later, but at the time there were some, it really felt like it was touch and go, but I was not willing to quit. So. That's good. So what did you, I mean, and you know, I have a personal relationship with you to an extent, so I do know some of these answers, but what did you do those first six months that you were licensed to pull in business? Did you call everyone, you know, did you pay for some leads? I mean, how did you navigate that? And how'd you start closing some deals and getting that experience? So it was really a combination of those things. I reached out to my sphere to the extent that I could. I sent handwritten cards to everyone in the address book that I could find. Um, I asked my family and friends to talk about the fact that I was a real estate agent because I wanted people to think of me first if they were going to buy or sell, well, you know, the challenge there is when you're brand new, nobody's really going to trust you to sell their home until you have some deals under your belt. You haven't made yourself an authority in your field yet. And even the people who love you the most, more than anything, they need to feel that trust and that you're an authority. And that's a hard part with the sphere side when you first get licensed. Oh, absolutely. It's, it's a huge challenge or something to overcome. So to supplement or kind of shortcut that period of organic growth, I did actually pay for some leads. And I kind of laugh about it now because I think my budget was maybe like $66 a month. (laughs) And I was in an area um, using uh, one of the iBuyer sites that I was getting like 30 calls a a month on this $66 budget. So it was a pretty uh, busy zip code, I guess I should say. Sure. Um, And most of those were just total garbage, but I learned how to talk on the phone. I learned how to get the information that I needed quickly so that I could answer questions. Um, I learned how to say, I don't have the answer for that, but I'll get it. And I'll get oh, such a military response. I love it. It's they so teach hard. us all to say those things. That's good. It's, so hard. It's, it's, it's hard to have the courage to say that because you're afraid that the person you're talking to is going to be like, well, screw this person. Right. Um, but ultimately I ended up, I got my first deal under contract just like a week after I stopped working and uh, I closed it maybe four weeks after that. So I think it was around five weeks before I had my first closing. Um, and I believe that was a $17,000 home. 
I wasn't really, you know, breaking any records or anything. You know what though, but you were doing it and you weren't going to give up and you were going to do it. So, so let's like fast forward a little bit. So you grew, you grew and and you shifted. So you were high transaction, low referral. And then I'm assuming like where you're at now it's shifted. So you're very organic, very referral now, probably a lot less cold or transactional. So during this time you met the person who is now your husband. So tell me about that. I did. I just got goosebumps because it still feels serendipitous. So my husband, James and I had been running in the same circles for more than 20 years. There were probably 15 incidences where we should have met or maybe did meet and didn't really leave an impression. There's one in particular that I remember when I was in my early twenties, hanging out in the bar scene in Akron. And he was a bartender at this bar. And I was trying to get his attention and he was so fixated on this pretty brunette that was working with him Aww. that I could not get his attention. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I give my time about it all the time, but we did end up, fate decided that we should be in the same room together. And um, we knew from the very first time that we spent time together that we had something really special. Um, and so James has two sons from a previous marriage. And so I became a bonus mom to his sons and I became a wife and we started immediately working together. He started referring business and, you know, I I talked to him a lot about the business because God, that's all I'd really been doing for years. Right. And, um, he ended up getting really interested in it. So he was working in corporate America. He was the director of operations for a large company, uh, located in Cleveland and, over time, I think he started to feel the way that I felt when I was working at the bank, that real estate agents really had more control over their life and their schedule and could build the life that they wanted. And you um, work for yourself and not someone else. That's right. Independent contracting is has its ups and downs, but it's a wonderful thing. So um, he ended up deciding to join me in real estate and he got licensed in 2020. So okay. James and I have been, we're not a team. We're not officially a team, but we're definitely a team. I wouldn't be where I'm at without him. So my question is what month in 2020, only because COVID shut yeah. everything down in March, 2020. And my husband got his real estate license. He was the last person on the very last day before they shut down the testing centers from COVID in March. So I'm curious. It was actually... July, I want to say. Right when they opened back up. Yeah, right when they opened back up. But we had to go. I don't know why. We ended up having to go to Detroit so he could take a test because of all of those closures. Wait, this is hysterical. I, I hope I could do justice to the story. So we went to Detroit. We spent the night in a hotel and, you know, had our normal amount of fun just dating each other. And then the next morning he had to go to the testing center, which was located on the fourth floor of this building in Detroit. And he ran up the stairs because he was running late because we stopped for coffee. And um, when he got up to the doorway, they took his temperature and he was over temp. So they wouldn't let him in. (gasps) So they gave him like five minutes to calm, like cool down. And then they took his temperature again and he was still over temp. So they they didn't let him test. So we drove home from Detroit that morning. Oh my gosh. That had to be devastating for him (laughs) and you. Fortunately, we had had fun and he wasn't sick. He didn't have COVID. He just, his temperature was elevated probably because he was nervous and, you know, all that other stuff. So we ended up going to a testing center in Columbus, I think. And he, he took his test there, passed it on the first try. I was very proud of him. And so he got licensed in 
I want to say it was like June or July of 2020. Okay. Um, he had already been so much a part of my business that it felt like the learning curve for him would be a little flatter. Mm -hmm. And, um, I did everything that I could to try to make that possible. So he kind of started out in the transaction coordination role and learned the business and how to do the forms. And, you know, we're really just doing glamorized Mad Libs. If you think about the paperwork, sure. Understanding what to do with that paperwork and why and when and how to achieve the things you have to do. That's really the magic of this business. Um, so he picked that up pretty quickly. And now I don't think he's ever looked back either. So it's amazing. Are. It's an amazing career. I, we did it a little opposite of you because I'm very paperwork oriented again, military background. So mm -hmm. I'm like checklists and my processes are like on point. And Dan also came from a corporate background. He was, um, your guy was the director of operations. My Dan was director of sales for North America for his okay. corporate role. So, <laughs> um, so, but so when he came in his, um, his, his, uh, superpower. That's what we say. His superpower is my husband can walk into a room and be friends with anybody. Like everybody loves him. He's the life of the party. He's so non-confrontational. Everybody loves him. So his superpower is he can go out and sell real estate without ever having to do anything. He walked into home Depot the day after he was licensed and saw some guy there looking at grills, start a conversation about grills. We ended up listing their house like a week later. Like the dude is magical. And I don't, I'm not as likable as that. Like, let's be for real. I'm kind of a pain in the ass. And I'm one of those people that like, you either love me or you hate me. There's nothing in between. We aren't just casual friends. We're either, I love this person. I really like this person. I connect with them or I really don't like her. Get her out of here. <laughs> That's me. So <laughs> So he's done all that. I continue the transaction coordination side, but I will say kudos to you because there's no better way to learn how to run a real estate business than to know what goes on behind the scenes, which is the paperwork. Let's be for real. And how to do all the things. Well, you know what I wanted to be able to do for him, because I just, you mentioned that you're stylistically different from your husband and I, I am too. So James is, he has the patience of Job. He's just very easygoing. It takes a lot to rattle him. I am much more anal retentive. I'm a little bit spastic. Like I, I try not to push any of that energy to my clients, but I'm very hard on myself and I hold myself to a very high standard. And I, you know, that can come across kind of abrasive. I'm not nice to myself. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I hold myself to these, these different standards. So my husband has really done a lot in terms of showing me that I can be graceful with myself. I can give myself grace and I can still be successful. I don't have to be hard on myself to be a winner, if that makes any sense. Yeah, absolutely. So really brought some depth and breadth to the way that I approach my own business, if that makes any sense. It also does. Yeah. And it sounds like he's the perfect, and I know this is kind of cliche to say, but there's the yin and the yang. Yeah. And it sounds like he's that perfect fit for you. And you know, when when you're going a thousand miles per hour and he's at zero, you can bring him up and he can pull you back. Yes. You know what I mean? That, that perfectly describes it. And you know, it's really nice. I'm sure you appreciate when you work with your spouse, you now have freedom to spend time with your family. You don't have to feel guilty about it. You're not having to ask anyone for time off. You know, if you guys decide that you want to go away for the weekend or you want to do something cool with the kids, you want to go to the fair in the middle of the day, there are ways that you can do that. There are buttons you can push and levers you can adjust and you can let your business support those things. And so you know, in this journey of becoming a successful real estate agent and also 
becoming a bonus mom. I've never been a mom before and becoming a wife, trying to be the wife that I've always wanted to be. It's just this, the job has made it easier for me to do those things um, just by the freedom and flexibility that it provides. A hundred percent. The financial side of it doesn't hurt either. No. I just think we, the, it, we don't really talk about the money and that's great, but the money helps. It makes everything easier. I mean, the, the reason why people get into real estate is they think, oh, I'm going to have all the freedom in the world. I'm going to get to see all the pretty houses and I'm going to make a million dollars. And let's be for real. It's not like that at all. No, <laughs> but I mean, the fact that there is no ceiling on what you can make, you make what you earn. So every ounce, every, every bit of sweat that you put into your work, whether you work 30, 40 or 80 hours a week, like I do, um, you know, that pays off. And so the, the pay is good. The money is good. If you do your job, if you, do you can't be lazy in this industry. You will make $0 versus, you know, a, a McDonald's salary or whatever. So if you're going to wake up and, and do four hours of work and be done for the day. You're dead wrong. I mean, you know, this, our day starts when our kids wake up in the morning and it ends around 11. Usually I stop responding to text messages and I stop responding, but I'm still working to like one. <laughs> well, and you know, we do that seven days a week. So we're like, oh, we left corporate America because we didn't want to work 40 hours a week anymore. So we work 24 seven. Right. And it's not just a girl boss cliche. Like it's the truth. You have mm-hmm. to bust your ass to make this, pardon me. You have to bust your butt. Listen, make- you can say ass on my podcast. Am I allowed to say ass? You can oh, say ass on my podcast. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> We have to bust our asses and we have so many external demands and we have so many external and internal clients. It's just, it's nonstop challenge, but it's It's a lot. So tell me a little bit, because, you know, we've talked a lot about your past and your history and, and your husband. Um, and you are actually the first person on my podcast that is purely a bonus mom. It's not a, a blended family, but you are purely a bonus mom. And that's a really unique. And I think so much more emotionally difficult position to be in than a, a, a birth mom is what I would say, or a BM birth mom, because you have a lot more say when you're a birth mom, but as a bonus mom, you give all the love, you give all the time, you give all the energy and you give all the effort, but you're not number one mom in your kid's eyes. There's someone else who will always be number one above you. And that's really emotionally difficult to give everything and really not, not get that back. And it's, it's hard. So tell me about your role as a bonus mom in your life now. That you, you absolutely encapsulated it perfectly. And I know you had experience as a bonus mom before also bringing your littles into the world. So um, being able to successfully manage the, the push and pull and the balance of raising children in a triad and having, um, as you mentioned, no say really in the, the day-to-day life of your children, but overall having influence in the quality of life and the type of humans that they become, um, it is very mentally taxing. There are some days where I feel frustrated because I don't feel like I get to have a say Um, You said it perfectly. You have no say, but you have influence and your influence is mostly by example versus say. Exactly. I don't tell my kids how to live, but I, and I forgive me for saying my kids. I hope that doesn't, they're your kids. You don't have to say them any other way. They're your kids. 
yeah, they're, I, I say a triad. I, I love and respect their birth mom. We spend a lot of time um, working on the relationship there. And, you know, I'm proud of my husband. I think he's really matured as an adult, but I would love to see that relationship continue to improve. And I'm lucky because I have no history. I can come into this from just a place of love and respect and appreciation. I thank her often for bringing those little boys into the world because they have really helped complete my life. Um, my husband and I have struggled with fertility. I have had four additional miscarriages in the time that we've been together. So um, definitely have been feeling the struggle and the pressure of that as I continue to age. I'm not getting younger. Um, my gynecologist is always happy to remind me of that. <laughs> She's like, did you That's decide nice you have to? Um, so I'm no stranger to that, by the way. So you're talking to the right person. Yeah. I, you know, knowing that I'm at this precipice of my life, I have to make this decision and I have to make it soon. Um, it's, it's been challenging and I'm so thankful because I get the cuddles and I get the love and I get the sweethearts of my little boys who spend time with me, who make me feel better and comforted. And I may never have my own child that I give birth to, but you know, I love them so, so dearly. Um, my husband's adopted, so he's open to adoption, which is absolutely wonderful. So in the event that we decide we want to grow our family, adoption is definitely something that we've considered. So, you know, just to put this out there on a personal note, I think your journey is an incredibly personal journey. And I wanted to thank you for talking about it today. Cause I know that that stuff is not easy to talk about. Um, I went through IVF to have both my babies. So, and I, I don't know if you knew that or not, it's kind of public knowledge. You didn't. So we were struggling hard with fertility. So I had cancer, um, when I was younger and went through leukemia and it severely affected, um, my ability to have kids and my husband who was in a previous marriage, obviously, cause we have a bonus son who's 17 Blake. Um, he got his, um, uh, tubes tied his, his, his tubes tied. Yes. So we got that undone and we weren't having a success. We went through IVF. Um, we went through several other procedures that weren't failing for a long time. So I feel you on that. We have had success with IVF. I have two little ones now. Um, but it took a long time to get there. And I will say, I remember thinking about adoption and thinking, I want one of my own. I don't want to adopt. I want one of my own, but looking back on it now and being where I am now, uh, absolutely. I would adopt and bring a, a beautiful little baby home. And so kudos to you and your husband for being open to that, because that that's an amazing thing. And you know what? I'm sure every one of our listeners on the show is in tears right now. <laughs> listening to this and you have support from an entire community of mamas who are real estate agents who um, probably level with you. And we, it's a very common community of fertility out there. So you are not alone. Well, I, I appreciate that. And how brave of you to, to take on the IVF journey while you're also building your business, building your brand, building your marriage. I mean, it's, it's so much I'm, I'll, I'll be honest, I am pretty courageous in the face of, of adversity, but I've been nervous to go to move to that step. And I may let my fear keep me from doing it. I, I don't know. Sometimes well, maybe have, we'll have to talk yeah. about that after the show. Yeah, we will. We will. Thank you for, for giving me a chance to say it out loud. Sometimes that takes some of the power away. Well, so 
if we were to wrap up this, this call today, um, what one bit of advice would you give agents out there, um, who might be newly married, newly mamas, new into industry, new in the industry, what one bit of advice would you throw out at there? Oh, wow. Definitely. Just don't give up. When you look around and you feel like you don't have it all together, just reach out to someone who you think does and let them be a lifeline. I mean, there are many fraught phone calls that I've made to people that I consider mentors in the business who've been able to help me, center me, refocus me when I felt like I didn't know what I was doing. You know, that imposter syndrome, you have to have someone who's with you that reminds you, you deserve to be right where you're at and you're on the right path. So just never give up and always know where your star is. Call them. (laughs) No, it's good advice. You are a product of the people you surround yourself with. And so if you surround yourself with not saying don't um, get together with newer agents who don't know what they're doing, that's fine. You want to connect with people like that. But if you truly want to sell real estate and really have your business take off, you need to connect with people who are one step ahead of you. Because if you're always connecting with people who are one step ahead of you, you will find yourself reaching your steps and reaching your goals. And so don't give up, surround yourself with the right people. Great advice. I love it. Very well said. So what, um, what would, if, if anybody wanted to reach out to you and connect with you for any reason, social media wise, or a personal reach out, how would someone get a hold of you? Um, well, you can always email me. My email is my name, Jen Haddix at Gmail. Um, and you can, my phone number is out there. You can check out realtor Jen online you'll see my contact information. I would love to talk if somebody wants to talk about their struggles or their just want to have one more person to help them find their center. I believe every woman who comes into this business deserves to retire from it successful and happy and fulfilled. And I really want to be a part of seeing people stay in this business instead of falling out like the stats say we do. That's amazing. All right, guys. Well, thank you all for listening to our show. Jen, thank you for being on the show. You know how to reach out to her. Stay tuned for next week's show. It's going to be amazing. And you guys all have a wonderful rest of your day. Hey, mamas. Thanks for tuning in to Confessions of a Wife, Mom, and Realtor. If you like today's confession, make sure you subscribe to hear more juicy stories from other realtor moms like you. See you next week.